Welcome to episode 169 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about prayer and knowing God's voice. Let's dive in. In the last episode, episode 168, we talked about the need to have a passion for prayer. That as the world consistently gets darker and things get harder, especially as Christians, that it's all the more imperative that we gain God's heart and burden for prayer. And I was just encouraging you that if we don't have a burden for prayer, to ask God to give us one, that that we would actually have a zeal or a passion for prayer. Well, I want to continue this idea of prayer and talk specifically about how do you know the voice of the Lord? I love John chapter 10. And in John chapter 10, Jesus is walking through that great declaration that I am the good shepherd. And there's so many layers and depth to that idea of Jesus being the good shepherd. And we don't have time to dive into all of that, but I want to kind of walk through a few ideas with you from John chapter 10. I love what Jesus says in verse three, in the middle of verse three, he's talking about this good shepherd and Jesus says, this good shepherd calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but will run away from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Now you already likely know this, but it's interesting when you look at the Middle Eastern culture of shepherding, you know, right, you know, you have these water troughs and the sheep all gather together for some water. And so you have all these different herds coming together and they're drinking water and now it's time to leave. Well, how is a shepherd going to pick out his own sheep to lead them? He doesn't grab his sheep. He just starts walking away and he gives that little guttural sound that the shepherds make. And somehow the sheep who have spent so much time with their shepherd recognize the voice of their shepherd and begin to follow. Recently, I was watching a little video clip on YouTube of a shepherd and he had several people go out into this pasture and call the sheep. And so one after another went out and did some little guttural sound and tried to hoop and holler for the sheep to follow. And yet the sheep barely even looked up. And yet when the shepherd went out and all he did was stand by the fence and he gave his little guttural sound it was amazing. The sheep all lifted their heads, looked at the shepherd, and then they all started running toward the shepherd. What a great picture of we, the sheep of the Lord, that we should know the voice of God so well that when we hear his voice, we raise our head and begin to run after him. Well, this begs the question then, well, how are we ever going to know the voice of our shepherd? Well, when you go down to verse 14, again, Jesus in verse 11 of John chapter 10 is talking about the fact that he says, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And he's making this great declaration of the fact that he, Jesus himself is our good shepherd. Now, as one quick side note, it is amazing to me when we think about this idea of prayer, that when we typically pray, we're typically praying for one of three things. We're often asking God for protection, provision, or direction. But isn't it interesting that a good shepherd, that's just 
the three things that he naturally will always provide his sheep. That if he is a good shepherd, well, then a good shepherd will always protect the sheep, provide for the sheep, and give direction to the sheep. In fact, if you read Psalm 23, right, he leads me beside the still waters. He, he makes me lie down in green pastures, right? He restores my soul. He leads me through the valley of the shadow of death, that he gives this protection, provision, and direction. And again, I find it so interesting that if we were to examine how we pray more often than not, we're always asking God to do the very same things that he is already willing to do for us. Well, that being said, when you look at John chapter 10, verse 14, Jesus again reiterates this idea of, I am the good shepherd. And then he makes this statement. He says, I know my sheep and I am known by my own. Even as the father knows me, so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. When it comes to our prayer life as Christians, it is absolutely imperative that we know the voice of our shepherd. Again, when we know the voice of the shepherd, then other voices will not distract us. We won't turn away to some stranger because we recognize it's a voice of a stranger. It's like that old illustration of a $100 bill with a bank teller. Well, how does a bank teller know a genuine $100 bill from all the counterfeits? Well, a bank teller doesn't go through classes of counterfeiting 101. In fact, I've been told that bank tellers aren't even allowed to look at counterfeit bills. They have to spend their time with the genuine thing. And the reason being is if they spend all their time with the genuine, the real $100 bill, then anytime anything happens where they see something that just isn't quite right, it's a flag to say, well, that's not a real one. Wouldn't it be interesting as believers that if we got to know the voice of our Lord so well, that it's not that we had to, you know, dissect the strategies of the enemy or, or know his deceitful plans of, and plottings and all that kind of stuff, that all we had to do is know the genuine and anything that doesn't measure up to the genuine, we would immediately know is false. As I look at the landscape of culture today, especially within the church, there is so much noise and so much distraction. Well, how are we as believers going to be discerning of what is right and what is just fluff or even wrong? Paul tells us that in the last days, the people are going to be yearning for people to speak that's going to itch their ears. (laughs) In other words, people are going to want that which they want to listen to and, and hear, and people are going to serve that up to them. Well, how are we as true believers going to know if something is right and proper and biblical, or how are we going to discern if it's incorrect? Could I propose to you, it's not to have a a class study of all the different bad voices of today and, hey, and beware of this and beware of this and beware of this. I really strongly believe that we need to be training up the body of Christ to know the truth, that if we could actually know the voice of the Lord, if we actually knew what the word of God was saying then when something we hear counters the truth, whether or not we actually know what's wrong with it, it at least puts a flag up in our mind to say, uh, notate that, uh, that is wrong. Or there's something a little odd about that. So again, it comes back to knowing the voice of our shepherd. Well, again, how are we going to know the voice of our shepherd? Well, I actually think the answer is in the passage itself in verse 14. Again, verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I am known 
by my own. So Jesus says, here I am. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as, and he's, I love this. He says, even as the father knows me and I know the father. So it's like, he's given this great parallel illustration of here is the people of God, the sheep, which by the way, are dependent creatures. Sheep are helpless on their own. There are no wild flocks of sheep in the world. Why? Because sheep demand a shepherd. And just as a good shepherd knows intimately the sheep and the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. I love what Jesus says. He says, oh, but even me and my father, we have that kind of relationship that I know his voice and he knows me and I know him and we're wrapped up in this relationship. Well, how are you going to know the voice of your shepherd? I think it comes back to this idea of knowing your shepherd. Now, I know that rather sounds maybe esoteric or more philosophical, and I'll get into some practicals here in just a minute, but think with me here. If I'm actually going to know the voice of my shepherd, I'm going to have to actually know my shepherd. And what I love about verse 14 is that word for know that Jesus knows his sheep and his sheep knows Jesus. That word there for know or knowledge is, again, my favorite Greek word I keep coming back to. It's the word gnosko. And it has this idea of knowing something, not just through facts or through data or because you've read it somewhere. It's because you've experienced it or you have relationship that you have this intimate kind of knowing. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. It's not that I just know about my sheep. It's not that I just know details about each of the sheep. I actually have relationship and I intimately know the sheep. And we, as the sheep, it's not that we just have facts and information and data about our good shepherd. Yeah, we have that, but we should have something even beyond that. See, we should have intimacy and relationship and oneness with him that we should actually experience the life of the shepherd, which is why Paul in the, in the new Testament and in his epistles, he's talking about the fact that Christianity isn't just merely doctrine. Yeah. Doctrine's really important. But it's the behavior and the living out of that doctrine. Or if I could simplify it, Paul says that the Christian life is all about me being in Christ and Christ being in me. That it's that twofold relationship of me and him and him and me. And it's in that relationship. It's in that experience of, of his life as he indwells me through his Holy Spirit that I begin to get to know him. So as we're talking about this idea of prayer, it is absolutely essential that you know the one to whom you're praying to and that you actually know his voice. So practically, how do we do that? Well, let me just give you a couple ideas. And there's probably far more than these, but I just want to get you started on this idea of knowing the voice of our shepherd. Number one, you've got to spend time in the word. The word of God is God's primary revelation. It's his words to us. As such, he is revealing who he is. So if you want to get to know who God is and you want to know his behavior and his thought process and his attributes and just his life, well, you've got to be in the word. And as I consistently walk through on this podcast, I encourage you not just to be reading the Bible, though that's really important, but also to be studying the Bible. And it's something you have to do these great in-depth Bible studies every single day, but there should be this augmentation of both reading and studying in your time in the word of God. Now, as you're reading the word and as you're studying, can I encourage you not just to look for facts and information and, and how does this apply to your life, 
but come to the word of God to know the author. What does the word reveal about this God of whom we serve and love? What does the Bible say about him being the good shepherd? The more you study the Bible, the more you read it, the more you get to know who our God is, the more you start to know him, the more you start to love him, the more you start to recognize his voice. Just like in any relationship, if you didn't spend time with an individual, well, you're never actually going to cultivate relationship. You're never actually going to get to know their heart and their mind and their behavior. So as we get to know his voice, it is essential that we're spending time getting to know him. Again, not just facts about him, but actually getting and spending time with him. And a great way to do that is be reading and studying the Bible. Another idea to just to get to know the voice of the shepherd is be silent. I know that sounds a little odd, but so oftentimes in prayer, our prayer lives are merely just a whole list of requests that we're just kind of bouncing to bouncing to God. We're just saying, do this and do this. And Hey, I love for this. And Hey, could you do this? And da, 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 da. Well, it's actually important just like in a good conversation, not to dominate the conversation, but to learn how to listen. And I'm not saying you're going to hear big booming voices and, and likely God's not going to speak to you through a bush, but there is something special about just pondering and allowing your mind to be silent, not emptying your mind. We're not talking new age mysticism stuff. We're talking about filling your mind with a focus of Jesus, that you are dwelling upon the word and you are praying, but in prayer, you're actually more listening and you're being silent and the cry of your heart becomes, God, reveal yourself to me. Let me know who you are. And could I somehow just be so acquainted with your voice that I just know it's you. Not long ago, I was reading a biography by Darlene Dibler Rose. It's just this incredible story that during World War II, she was a missionary and she ended up being captured by the Japanese and being put in this kind of confinement camp for several years. And over and over, God began to just speak to her heart. And she mentions this idea that it's not that it was a big booming voice, but she says, I know it was Jesus. And she says, it's hard to explain that, but just as I know my mother's voice and I can distinguish my mother's voice from any other voice in the room. I just knew it was my shepherd speaking to me. See, what would it look like if we just spent time before the Lord where we weren't just trying to fill it with noise and just talk, but we were silent and our, the cry of our heart was, Lord, speak in a way that I understand. Speak in a way that I can hear your voice. Now, again, I'm not talking about hearing big booming voices because that's not how God usually speaks to us. Sometimes it's just through that soft pressing of his spirit in our life. It's just that presence that it's pushing you and it's speaking, but it's not verbal. And I can, I, I don't know good language to talk through this, but you've got to cultivate this understanding and ear for his voice. Hey, if we were to know the voice of our shepherd, if we were supposed to follow him and not the strangers, well, then we actually need to spend time with him, get to know him. So we actually know what his voice sounds like. So again, you need to be in the word because again, the more you're acquainted with his nature and his heart and his mindset and how he, how he talks, you're going to begin to recognize it in your life. But again, secondly, spend time quiet before the Lord with this cry, this, this desperation that just says, God, I want to know you. Will you speak to me even through just this moment of me listening? Here I am. I'm posturing myself before you speak. Your servant listens. And let me give you one other idea. When it comes to this idea of knowing the voice of the Lord and, and following his direction, 
you need to realize that he has given us commands. And as such, we must walk in them. A lot of times we spend so much time saying, God, what is your will? And what should I be doing? And we forget that he has given us his word. So yes, you need to get to know him through his word, but you also have to recognize that he has commanded us. He has given us declaration and direction that we need to begin to take steps forward and trust that as we walk in obedience, as we walk out our faith, that he is going to give wisdom and insight and guidance and direction in that. The Bible says that the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And it's always profound to me that it's usually just enough light for one step. Well, where am I going? That doesn't matter. Take the, take the step that you see. And as you take that step, you'll have light for the next step. And realize that's actually one of the ways that God trains us in knowing his voice is seeing his faithfulness and seeing his trustworthiness as we live life in obedience. That as we come in faith in this position of humility and say, God, through your grace, would you enable me to live out the life that you're calling me to live? And I begin to walk in obedience to that which I know I'm called to. Well, he begins to give greater insight and I begin to recognize his voice in the midst of that. Can I encourage you to get to know the voice of your shepherd? It's going to demand that you spend time with him. We live in a culture that celebrates distraction and noise and, and the cacophony of chaos. Yet in the midst of that, we have to learn to be quiet. We have to learn to be still and know our God. And it's as we do that, we begin to be attuned to his voice. We, get to, we, we feel the pressure, the sense of his spirit within us. And we sense that he is leading and guiding us. Yes, primarily through the word of God. But would you be a sheep that knows his voice, that literally blocks out all the noise of all the strangers around you because you know your shepherd? And this is so important in prayer, not just that we have a passion for prayer, but that we actually know the one to whom we are praying and we actually have relationship and intimacy with him and we actually know his voice. Prayer is not a lecture or a declaration kind of a thing. Prayer is a dialogue. It's a, it's a conversation. It's relational between him and me. So can I encourage you today? Get to know the voice of the shepherd afresh. Well, next week, I actually want to talk about different ways to pray. What does the Bible say about prayer and how we are called to pray? But until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 169 for episode 169. And until next week, know I am cheering you on as you hear his voice and know your great shepherd, Jesus Christ.